Hello and welcome to the Pay Talks podcast. In this episode, we have two guests this week, and they are both siblings. I had a lot of queries around who are the two guests, and they are not the Cracker Brothers or the Mackay Brothers, but they are the Haxacoglu Brothers in Peter and Max Haxacoglu. Peter, you know well due to the fact he plays Big Bash for the Melbourne Renegades and now will play for Perth Scorchers. I chat about his leg spin career, and I talk about his journey in cricket from Sunshine Heights. Max, on the other hand, is an up-and-coming journalist who's currently been working at Triple M in South Australia and is a current cricketer at Prospect Career Club. I speak to both brothers about their cricketing journeys, their careers outside of cricket, and we also chat about their interesting relationships with Caleb Sarong and Tom Morris. So, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pay Talks podcast. Today, in this episode, I have a very special two guests, siblings in fact, brothers in Max Haxacoglu and Peter Haxacoglu. Welcome to the podcast, boys. Thanks, Paddy. Hope Thanks. you are, mate. Cheers, Paddy. Thanks for having us. So, uh, boys, we'll start off with nicknames. Max, you can go first if you want. Uh, nicknames. Probably Hatsa. Yeah, no, nothing really associated with Max. Um, mostly just from the surname Hatsa or Hats, something like that. Yeah, those two get a run. Look, for, for me, it's probably the opposite. Nothing associated with um, with the surname, but plenty associated with Pistol and Peter. Um, you know, two-meter Peter, Pistol, and yeah, pretty pretty standard. I'm sorry, Patty, I haven't got much for you there. <laughs> that's, that's okay, that's okay. Um, Favourite food? Good question. I like a good souvlaki. Um, chicken parma, Italian's really good. Oh, I can't look, Indian's good as well. I can't really, I actually can't pick one out there. I've got multiple favorites. Yeah, Patty, Peter talking here. I reckon there's this one pizza shop in Yarraville in the western suburbs of Melbourne. It's called Pizza's Esporto. And uh, uh as, as you'd imagine, Italian food, pizza, pasta, and there's this one dish they have there called a gambaretti. It's a, it's a sort of a prawn pizza, and I reckon that's up there. It's one of my favourite foods. Mm. Okay, i got to try that now. Being a Melbourne myself, I'm going to head down to Yarraville and get myself a very nice prawn pizza, or, or yeah, in Italian. I'm not going to try and do the accent, boys, but it um, sounds very nice. Going to something a little different now. With the last 12 months, what's it been for you two? Um, I know you guys have been playing a lot of cricket, of course, and what's it been like in, in terms of that? I'll let, I'll let Max go first. So so he'll answer every question first and then I'll follow in after that. <laughs> oh, no, I was wondering who should go first then, but uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, the last 12 months, well, this time 12 months ago, we arrived in Adelaide um, and we got out of Melbourne for the lockdown and started our season at the new club Prospect. Um, had the whole season there. That went really well. The club was really accommodating and um, it was a great place to be. Um, I was lucky enough to also then get involved in the under-19s for the South Australia. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't have our tournament um, playing against all the states and territories in Australia, but we ended up just going down to Victoria in Hamilton to play a short series. And um, then we then after that tournament finished, I started some work at Triple M and then... Um, then I had to stop because I went up to Darwin for 10 weeks for the Cricket 365 and that was um, great fun, good to get out of the winter and spend some time up there. Um, but now I'm back here and, um, yeah, looking forward to another season with Prospect in Adelaide. 
Yeah, sounds great, Max. Uh, yourself, Peter? I, I came over to Prospect with Max last season in 2020-21. And look, I, I just had hopes of playing a good, great season in Adelaide and then making it to the um, the Sackers, hopefully. Um, as it turned out, I, I, uh, I got the call up into the Melbourne Renegade squad because one of the guys, uh, Imran Tahir, got COVID basically. So, uh, yeah, went to the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to stay on with the Renegades for the entire season. I came back, finished off the season with South Australia in the one-day side and um, and also with Prospect. Um, and then, yeah, this off-season has just been a really busy one for me, working on a lot of... Um, a lot of my game that I that I previously um, as as a more of a part time cricketer rather than a full time cricketer, I'd, I'd I'd have I've been neglecting a few of the parts of my game. So yeah, I've spent this preseason just grinding away on fitness, bowling, fielding, and and my batting as well. So um, yeah, it's been a really good one, and I'm excited for the season that's about to begin. Yeah, sounds great, Peter and Max. And we know, you know, and we know Peter. You know, you got you burst on the scene there in that Big Bash tournament, and I think the whole country was going turning on the Melbourne Renegades just to watch you play. What was it like in terms of that for yourself, Peter? Yeah, it was. It's uh, it's pretty incredible and, and very humbling as well. It's um, look, I mean, I, I went, I, I joined the Renegades last season with without any expectations. Um, I was initially, I was only going to be there for a week, and um. Look, I figured um, I've got nothing to lose and, and I just sort of thought I'll just have a crack here and, and that gave me a real sense of freedom that, that I was um, allowed to play with, which, yeah, which I think worked in my favour. I think also my bowling is fairly unique, um, bowling quick leg spin that doesn't really turn and, and drifts more than spins. Um, so with that, I think I had the element of surprise that, that really played into my hands as well. And for you, Max, what, what was it like with um, Triple M and uh, and going up to Darwin and doing all the stuff there with with Cricket Three Hundred and Sixty? What was that like? Yeah, it was um, oh, pretty incredible to um, to get those experiences. Um, yeah, I, I just started off doing. I was lucky enough through a contact James Pedersen at our club. He's he was one of the junior coaches at the time, and um, he works at Triple M and Southern Cross Oz Stereo, and Triple M's one of the radio stations. Um, under under Southern Cross Austereo and um, and James Pedersen, he works there, and I was lucky enough to get work experience through him for three days. So I went in for three days, and um, yeah, I did just worked with different people from different parts of the business, and um, yeah, just just I loved it. The moment I walked in, I just um, I was pretty excited about everything, and got to sit with the news director. Um, then the next day, I went in and at about 5.30am and um, sat with the breakfast show with SAFM, Beck, Cozzy and Limo. And then um, on the third day I was in there, I um, got to sit with Ru and Ditz um, on Triple M with the breakfast show. So, um, and also Alice, the producer, I was sitting with them most of the time, really talking to them while the show was happening. And um, that was a great experience. And I was asking a lot of questions, sort of just wanting to know everything about, what they do and um, yeah, ha- ha- how things were run and everything. And um, um, that was an awesome experience. And then like about a month later, I got a call because one of the producers left um, the Triple M breakfast show. So um, yeah, they uh, they asked me if I can come in the next morning. So 
from that day on, I just went in and um, started working as one of the producers of the breakfast shows and um, ended up being there for about three months. And then unfortunately I had to go to Darwin, um, but I sort of just had to make that tough decision to go to Darwin. So went to Darwin and for my cricket. Um, and that was, that was an awesome experience. Um, pretty cool to see like a different part of the world and it's a lot different to Adelaide and Melbourne. Um, so that was awesome and um, different sort of climate as well, a lot hotter and being up there, I, I got, um, luckily I knew Joel Morrison. I, I sort of contacted him in previous years and we, and I remember the first night there where he launched the tournament and told us everything about it. Um, yeah. Afterwards I went up and spoke to him and uh, he, he mentioned that I, he asked me about my journalism stuff. And then uh, he asked if, um, if he said there might be some writing that you could do and if you want to, and I was like, Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. That'd be awesome. And uh, got to do some writing um, just doing match reports for the, a cricket three six five one day competition and then the T20s that was being broadcasted so they had a few commentators and uh, that was being live streamed and um, got the call up to do some commentary and gave that a good crack and um, loved that that was unreal um, and so thankful to Joel for the opportunity got to um, commentate with Charlie King who's been at the ABC for decades and um he's a sports broadcaster himself and that was just an unreal experience and um really enjoyed the commentary and um on top of that I was um producing at mix 104.9 one of the local stations up there so that was that was cool as well um and also playing which was awesome um had some good players up there playing in the tournament so it was good fun to do that and um yeah, love love Darwin. It's a great place, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it sounds really cool. You two have had some awesome experiences uh, during this time. So, boys, we'll start off with just you know, you guys grew up in the Sunshine area, you know, of Melbourne, um, and you played at the club called Sunshine Heights Crew Club, which one of the one of the uh, clubs around the uh, western suburbs. Can you give me an idea? What was your experience in starting cricket for you two? What, can you remember your beginnings? Well, well, I um, I, I obviously being the older brother of of the two of us, I started first, and just very typical, like you know, Milo cricket, and then made our way through the juniors at Sunshine Heights. Um, Max and I were both fortunate enough to go to Geelong Grammar, where we played a lot of school cricket, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember Max always loving cricket as a kid. You know, he he was he was so so in love with it from the get go. And I mean, probably for me, I, it was, that wasn't quite the case for me. I, I, I enjoyed the game, but I, I, soccer was my first love and, and I really wanted to play that. And I remember, you know, not being overly um, engaged in the game, probably up until under 13s. And, um, yeah, and then I started really enjoying it probably as Max did. Um, I remember Max made the, uh, the Western Spirit representative team all the way through and he captained that side all the way through from under-14s to under-18s and, and I, couldn't, I couldn't make the side not once. I think I was the emergency one year. But, um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, our, our time in juniors and our time at Sunshine Heights is, uh, yeah, is, is very fond and very dear to us. I think a lot of my development... Um, when I was younger, when I was a younger kid, I used to try and buy like Shane Warne 
toss it up and and spin it really big. And that probably doesn't suit my attributes very well. I didn't think, um, you know, that, that didn't work for me very well. And then what I did, I made a conscious sort of shift to bowl with more energy and more pace once I, once I turned 18, the beginning of my journey into the big bash. And for yourself, boys, who were you like your sporting idols growing up, you know, in, in terms of people you watch on the television and listen on radio? I'll let Max go first here. I loved um, Mike Hussey, the way he played the game. I loved it. Chris Gale, I love the way he, he goes about it. Um, he's just an entertainer. Um, sometimes I think it probably it's probably not the best way for me to look look at him and play like him because he, he's so different. He, he just he, his ability is so raw and unique. He's just unbelievable. It's not many people can hit the ball like him. Um, but I love watching those two. Um, love footy as well. So guys like um, you know Scott Pendlebury. I was a big Dale Thomas fan when I was young. Um, and uh, I loved his dreadlocks um, back in those days. Um, and uh, Alex Terry played for Melbourne Heart in the A League. The striker. Alex Terra. Alex Terra. What did I Terra. say? Did Terra. I say Terry? He said Terry. <laughs> Terry. Terra. Terra. I remember Max's. Yeah. I remember Max's infatuation with him very well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I – look, I said it earlier, I, soccer was my first love and I used to love Archie Thompson. I used to go to the Melbourne Victory Games when I was a young kid and, and we used to go as a family and we really enjoyed it. But as far as cricket goes, I, Neil Kumble is someone I share a lot of um, attributes with and, and sort of the, the type – our bowling type is very similar. Um, uh, as for batting, I've always enjoyed Shane Watson as well. So, yeah, Farwad Ahmed too. There are a lot of guys I take um, – I take bits from, um, but yeah, Farwad Ahmed has been someone who's who's been a, a mentor to me for a long time. So, yeah, yeah. And in terms of that, uh, Peter, with the soccer, uh, what position did you play, mate? I was a uh, look. I moved around a little bit, but centre back, left back, left wing, sort of moved around that side. I'm a left footer, so um, yeah, stuck on the left side. What was the sibling sibling rivalry like? Was it like the wars? Is it is it like that when it comes to sport, or is it is it very uh, very uh, you know peaceful? Look, we've we've had many backyard cricket matches, backyard footy, backyard soccer, everything. I think I'm, I'm three years older than Max, so so I've always I've always had the edge up until a little period um, when I was when I was I reckon eighteen. Um, Max probably surpassed me for a bit, and I still remember very clearly. Max debuted in the second eleven at Melbourne, uh, Melbourne University before I did. But look, I think um, me being three years older than Max probably, uh, probably, yeah, kept things pretty even. Otherwise, he would have been much better than me when we were a kid. And cool. and now, I mean, I'm well ahead of him, aren't I? Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, when I was young, I remember, um, you know, throughout the early teenage years and childhood, like Peter physically would just he could put me anywhere really. Um, so I'd really struggle. Like, you, you know, it'd be hard to call. And it's no different now. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, it'd be hard to, you know, get a game going, especially when when he decides to bowl pace in the backyard off a 10-metre pitch, you know. <laughs> he could get up to high speeds and I'd be no, absolutely no hope. Um, so, yeah, physically, you know, especially with the contact sports, it'd be, it'd be a... Um, you know, a big challenge, but um, but yeah, the, the, we did have some um, 
some backyard battles over the years. And, um, yeah, it was good fun. I got my two younger brothers, though, so had a, had a fair few with them as well um, over, the, over the years. It's very, I'll tell you now, like, you know, sibling rivalry does matter where it is around the country. It's very funny uh, in terms of, you know, who's the number one, who's the number two. And I always find now I'm seeing that the youngest is mysteriously going better at the moment, which is the, always the strangest thing about it. Uh, and, and so you, you boys played, uh, you started off playing premier cricket at Melbourne University and, you know, a quality cricket club in, in their general premier cricket. Now, do you remember your first game of Premier Cricket? You played with each other. That's pretty unique. Um, what was that experience like? Max, I see you make a nice 53, and Peter, just take a lazy two wickets. Can you give me about that day? So my first game from Melbourne University was, yeah, we, we played our first game in the uh, in the fourth 11 together, I believe. Yeah. And then what what um what happened from there was um, I, 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 I took the next week off because – I think I was working or something. I just some stupid excuse, you know. I was an eighteen-year-old. I didn't know what I was doing, and I, I think I had something that clashed with um with my cricket. Anyway, so I took that week off, and Max, meanwhile, played in the third grade. Um, and then when I came back in the third week, I I went back into the Fords. So that's another example of Max surpassing me. Um, <laughs> no, I I can't remember that day very well. Uh, at all, I, to be yeah, I, I remember it. It was a good start. Um, to um, Melbourne Uni and our Premier Cricket um, because obviously we both contributed to the team, which was good, and um, we got the win. Who did we play against? Camberwell. Campbell. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And game. we had we had the uh, the umpire that um, yeah. was yeah, dad's yeah. teacher. Yeah, the umpire was our dad's year seven teacher. And um, anyway. Yeah, go. so we got a photo after the game because dad realised that um, that used to be his teacher in primary school. Um, but, yeah, it was a good game. Um, good to start off with a 50. And, um, yeah, I still got videos, actually. Dad Dad filmed the game. And, um, yeah, so it was a good start. It's pretty nerve-wracking going into Premier Cricket and playing, like, your first game. You don't know how you're going to go. Um, so it was, it was good to contribute to the team. And, thankfully, you know, the, the guys that we played with were awesome and, you know, really welcoming. And in terms of that development, who, who were the guys that, you know, went, boys, this is what you've got to do in terms of your batting for you, Max, for example, and your keeping, and for you, Peter, and your leg spin, what were, who were the coaches that kind of taught you the ropes at Premier Cricket? There's so many people at, at Melbourne Uni that helped out, um, you know, with different parts of my game. You know, the captains I had over the time, and, and you more learn, I, I learned probably the most during games and, and having experiences with, with the different players on the field and, you know, after a game, after I've just batted, that's when I, I've I learned so much from teammates. So um, we had Anthony Keeley. He was um, he was the coach and also Hugh Van Kylenberg. He was our um, coach when we first got there and they were both awesome to, to have. And, um, you know, they gave, they gave plenty of, um, you know, good advice, especially, um, Sort of outside the game and and psych- psychologically they were they were awesome um, and and you know they really taught you to be being good teammates and and having you know good conversations with people and just being a good friend um, went a long way to forming a a good team and, and and getting the wins on the board so that was something that that really um, you know came across from them and yeah look I, I think. Um... I, I can't give you a, 
a synopsis in the time of this podcast of, of the, all the contributors there. But look, just to name a few, uh, Farwad Ahmed, uh, Anthony Keeley, James Bett, uh, Simon Macken, who's the coach now, um, Hugh Van Kylenberg, as Mac said, Steve Reid, uh, James McNeil. Yeah, the, the list really does go on. Tom Savile, Tom Polkinghorn, um, Mark Simpson. Yeah, there are so many guys out there at Melbourne Uni who have really good cricket minds, are really good um, coaches. And In terms of your leg spin, Peter, did Farwood Ahmed do a lot with you in terms of how you how you go about it? You were saying about that Anil Kumle type. Was that something he kind of taught you about that? Yeah, look, Farwood, um, I, remember, I remember one training session at Melbourne Uni where, look, Farwood was always playing... Uh, for Victoria, he was always interstate overseas. Um, but whenever, to his credit, whenever he was in Melbourne, he, he would make an effort to get down to Melbourne Uni. And for me and so many other guys at the club who were bowling league spin, um, but spin generally, and even, the you know, anyone who was playing cricket at the club, it was so good to see that. Um, and I still remember so clearly this one time where Fawad came down, we are bowling at the Nets, and he just gave me this one little piece of advice where he said, look, Peter, I think you should pitch the ball on fourth stump and slide it into middle stump. And it was something that I'd never really considered before. And look, I had a really, I probably had a bit of a breakout season that year. And I, um, I sort of attribute some of that to, to that little piece of advice Farwad gave me. So yeah, Farwad has been hugely influential throughout my career. I, I still remember, um, look, and this is how selfless to give you an idea of how selfless he is. Um, look, I was playing premier cricket. I was still in the twos at this stage at Melbourne uni and Farwad was like, look, Pete, I'm going to try and set up a session with the scorchers here. Um, uh, you know, just come down, have a netball whilst we're in Melbourne. And um, and unfortunately, that, that session got cancelled. But I was speaking to Adam Voges a couple of weeks ago and, and Adam was like, yes, I, I still remember Farwad pushing the case of this young league spinner from Melbourne Uni when we were in, in <laughs> Melbourne all those years wow. ago. So, yeah, look, such a selfless guy. And um, I feel very guilty um, having taken his spot this year at the Scorchers. But, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's just how it had to had to be this year. Um, it was either it was either um, I go to the scorches or I go nowhere. So, and for you, Max, who was who was the type of you know guys um, in terms of you know you keeping? Was anyone anyone there who was you know in the top level talking to you about? A few guys early days um, when I was in the under 17s Victorian states program. Um, um, I think Sam. I'm just trying to remember, but it was either Sam Harpers or Seb Gotch. Um, and then also had, um, you know, a few others there that, that helped from, from um, CV. That was great. Um, and then moving to the Saka, John Palmer um, helped out a fair bit with my keeping just last season, which was great. He was the under-19s coach. Um, and then, uh, yeah, even got to do some work with Tim Nielsen, which was good. And... Um, and yeah, I've had I've had plenty of sort of coaches along the way that have helped with keeping. A lot of it sort of comes down to to yourself as well and what you do for your own game. So um, you know you can get the coaching, but it's up to you then to to make sure you, you go and work on it and get that repetition repetition in to um, to make it a habit. And then um, you know hopefully the, the performances come after that. And you both said you played, as you said, cricket at Prospect Prospect District Good Club in Adelaide in the ones. What was that experience like playing against Kane Richardson, Travis Head? There's many other stars in there. What what was that like in, in terms of that experience for you two? Yeah, yeah look, there, there, are, there are so many really good players um, in Adelaide grade cricket. I think 
the difference between uh, Adelaide grade cricket and Melbourne grade cricket, and this is totally understandable because of the um, the population differences, but look, the top end is very similar. And what the Sapper do really well is they they encourage all their players over here to, to, to regularly play grade cricket. So I think Travis Head represented Teetree Gully twice last season. Um, I remember my first game of grade cricket or our first game of grade cricket here in Adelaide. We played against Jake Lehman, who's um, who's someone of, um, you know, uh, he's got a high profile. And, yeah, there, there are so many really quality players playing grade cricket throughout South Australia. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good challenge. Yeah, it was quite amazing. Um, you know, now I think we, we were in quarantine um, and we were in Darwin for quarantine and then arrived in Adelaide and... Um, you know, pretty much I think two days after we, we rocked up to Adelaide, we were playing a game and, um, you know, Kane Richardson was in it. It was a soccer game and um, Kane Richardson, a whole bunch of, um, you know, state players and, and top-end premier players, um, you know, were in the game. So sort of got thrown straight into it. And, um, yeah, that, that was that was pretty interesting and um, a good experience, good to get exposed to um you know, players that play for Australia. Max, what, what's the mental um, the mental side of it when it comes to preparing for the likes of Kane Richardson? How do you go about that your first time ever? Yeah, it's it's a it's it, it's a tricky one, especially early doors. Like naturally, you just you feel the pressure, um, but then um, you know, like seeing Peter go up to to play renegades and professional cricket. Um, yeah, I've sort of realised like the the jump. It is a jump, but at the same time, it's it's not it's not as bad as what you think it is. So, um, not that long ago, a lot of players that are playing state cricket, not that long ago, that they were in the same boat as as me or or you know anyone playing first grade cricket. So, um, yeah, you sort of get yourself in that headspace, and um, what's really hard is just thinking, you know, at, about past experiences that I've had with with bowlers and getting through, you know, four overs of a, of a, you know, leading wicket taker in domestic cricket, you know, you think to those, back to those times and, um, and then that, 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 that mentally makes you feel, feel a lot better. Yeah. And for you, Peter, what was it like, you know, getting told you're going to be playing a big bash game? Yeah. Again, similar to Max, it's, it's, it is nerve wracking and, and it's something that, um, that's always difficult to do coming up the grades and going up the levels and that sort of thing. Look, for me, what I put it back down to is um, I've, I've always been, I've always spent a lot of time working on things outside of cricket. So cricket was never a reality for me until it sort of happened. Um, and I've always, I've always worked. I've always had a job outside of cricket and, and that sort of sense of security has given me, um, has given me a real sense of freedom when I get out there on the cricket ground. So I, I can sort of go out there with the I've got nothing to lose attitude and and I think that puts me in a really good spot to to then perform. Uh, and Peter, I saw you played in England before the Renegades. What, what was that like, that experience for you? Because I know that's a real um, big game changer. I've seen with many other cricketers I've spoken to. They go to England and they develop beautifully into their game. Why is that, you think? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I went to the UK as well and I think – I went to the UK as a third grade. Look, before I, before I left, I think I played one game in the second eleven. So, so I went to the UK, and and naturally, when you're the overseas player at your club, you're you're expected to do really well, and you're in, you're expected to be the dominant one over there. So, um, look, yeah, I went over, and and um, 
I think I, I, I did. I, I did okay over there. I, I, I definitely sort of contributed with the bat and ball, and um, and and we got promoted. And I think I think I just got into the habit of winning winning games of cricket over in the UK, and and then that sort of translated to to Melbourne University when I came back. And um, yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed my experience. You, you, you gain a lot of independence being away from your family, and um, I enjoyed the travel. I enjoyed the work and. And I enjoy the cricket as well. So, look, that's something. If I get the chance to do it in the future, I'll definitely try and head back to the UK and um, and yeah, maybe maybe I don't know. We'll see where we end up. But I but I had a really good time at my club in Ashton on Mersey in Manchester. Yes, yes. And Max, any are you going to follow along to the UK with Peter once once uh, COVID finishes for a bit of a cricket session? Yeah, it's a um, it's a great thing to do. I um. I'm definitely keen to go go there at some stage. Um, yeah, I'm just going to have to sort of see how it can fall into place and um, work out a way I can um, get over there for a season because um, from all reports, you, you know, any time a player goes up there and comes back, um, you know, you're always hearing pretty good things about it. So um, I'm, I'm pretty keen to, to go over, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Peter, what was it like in Manchester? Very different part of the UK to the other parts. Um, what was it like? Yeah, um, look, Manchester is a very—it's obviously in the north of of England, and uh, uh, I, I guess the in terms of the climate, it's a bit colder up there. But look, they've got a real passion for cricket, and um, my club was so hospitable to me. They looked after myself really well, and it was a—it was a really um, or, you know, as easy a transition as you can possibly have when I went over there. Um, yeah, they've, they've got a real passion for cricket and and it was a really good standard. Each club sort of had an import um, player and, and yeah, we're, we're really lucky to get promoted. And, you know, when you're winning, everything tends to go pretty well. Yes, yes. So, Max, I want to just ask you some, you know, a bit different now. With your broadcasting and your journalism, how did that kind of start for you? I've always loved sport, love and love love footy, AFL, soccer, even um, cricket. Love cricket, um, you know, and 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 then also keeping a general eye on all the sports. Um, I've always I've always been one of those guys, and um, and yeah, I, I remember my mate Charlie Gill, who was in school uh, in year ten. And um, he was a Carlton supporter, and and I'm a Collingwood supporter. And um, um, they Carlton was really struggling, and um, you know I felt I felt I felt bad for him, and you know all the Carlton supporters, and you know every day really, you know every day on a Monday we'd come in, Carlton had lost, and I'd be like Charlie, you, you can't you can't just sit here and accept this, and um, you know I always used to sort of have a word to him and, and, you know, try and think of ways they could get out of this rut. And, and I always thought there, were, there should have been a few changes made, um, you know, on their coaching list um, because I didn't think it was working. And he used to trust, his words would trust the process. Um, but unfortunately they, they just kept losing each week. So that that just that that was a back and forth, a lot of back and forth happening there, and um, and from there I was like, all right, I'm going to write an article on this. Take it take it further than just a conversation between us two, 
And, um, yeah, ended up going on this website called The Raw, The Raw Sports, and um, you're able to submit articles and um, and then they, they may end up publishing it. So I wrote an article, sent it in, and it got published and um, it got over a 1,000 reads. And I was like, wow, I'm happy with that. That's, that's pretty good. And probably when I started getting paid for it um, was um, – yeah, when I got that opportunity from the work experience at um, Southern Cross Stereo, then I was able to um, get a job out of that a few weeks later and then, um, um, yeah, started working at Triple M as, a, as, a, as one of the breakfast producers. And then um, from there, I ended up going up to Darwin and then Darwin was quite amazing because obviously I was just expecting to go there for, to play some cricket but thanks to Joel Morrison and NT Cricket, they let me do some writing and um, and wrote the match reports and previews for the one-day competition in the Cricket 365. And then the T20 came around and then um, did some commentary and loved that. I loved, I loved commentary. I always, I've always been keen to do commentary, but it's one of those things. It's, it's not really easy to get into, so... I wasn't sure when that opportunity would have come around, but I was pretty grateful when I got, got the chance to do it. And um, unfortunately the, the Renegades and Stars didn't come up, but um, if they came up, I, I was scheduled to do um, those two games. So that would have been awesome. The, the Stars v Renegades game, um, you know, that, that would have been amazing to commentate, but um, maybe next, next year, if it happens, um, they've already committed to coming up. So that would be amazing to do that. And then, um, yeah, but I ended up doing the an interview um, with Mix 104.9, which is the local radio station up there. Mm. And um, and I was doing that as a cricket 365 player playing for in, in Darwin and spoke to Nick O'Reilly, who was the sports, the, the host of the sports show there, the sideline view, and um, did an interview with him. And then after the interview, I just told him, um, you know, if there's anything going on, if I can come in for a few days just to check out the studio and, um, you know, just get a bit of experience, I'd love to. Um, and then I just let that sit with him. And then a few, two weeks later, the the um, content director rang me um, and and they they said, we, you know, we, we, the producer just left and um, we're looking for someone. And, um, yeah, got the call up and then, yeah, pretty much from like, the, pretty much the next Monday, I started working there as as producer of um, 360 with Katie Wolf, which is a bit of a different show. It was, it was different to the breakfast show. It was like a political news and current affairs show. So that was really good to get that that sort of um, aspect of the media and um, and to yeah, we had a lot of politicians coming in to do interviews and just talking about issues. Um, you know, in, in the community. So um, that was great. And, and I've always sort of had a, an interest in, in government and, and decision-making. So um, that was great to work with Katie Wolf, um, who's the host of the show. And um, and that was awesome. She was great to work with and learnt a lot there. And, yes, yeah, did that. And now I'm back here in Adelaide. So I'm just um, doing a bit of promotion stuff with Triple M and SAFM, which is Southern Cross Isle Stereo. And, um yeah, that's been great. And, um, and yeah, actually, when I was in Darwin, I did, did some interviews with Charlie King. He works – he was an ABC radio host. So um, got to go on and just do a few um, cross crosses 
to talk about the cricket stuff that was happening. So, yeah, that that was awesome to do all that. And um, hopefully, um, yeah, I can continue to do some stuff, especially in sport. I love sports, so I'd love to, um, you know, do a bit of sports stuff, whether it's producing or commentating or or radio um, or even writing, that'd all be good. And yeah, I actually, and, and, and I, I did write a piece. I was lucky enough to get published in the advertiser. So um, I covered, thanks to Andrew Capel, who's um, one of the um, sports writers in, in the, at the advertiser here in Adelaide. Um, he, he, um, yeah, he, he, he called me up to, um, and Scott, Scott Walsh, who's also the sports editor. They, um, yeah, they, they, gave me an opportunity to cover one of the Sandful games, uh, North Adelaide and Sturt. Mm. And, um, yeah, I ended up covering that and got published in the advertiser. So that was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I'd love to do that sort of stuff um, going forward. So, um, yeah, yeah pretty, you're pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds an amazing experience in terms of what you've done, Max, in terms of that. Peter, what's it like for you seeing your brother, a journalist and a cricketer? What's that like? Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one being on both sides of the ledger. But I mean, look, I've I've seen Max um, from from what he spoke about earlier, just with his friend um, debating the, the the Carlton debacle. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen him. You know, he's really driven and he's really uh, look taken all the work and he's tried. And I think my whole family's been sort of amazed at at how Max has um, you know just continually found a way to get himself involved in in the media space and, and the journalism space, which is something that's, you know, very, very difficult to crack. Um, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a credit to him as well, just for, just for, uh, you know, continually asking questions, always being hungry to learn and, and willing to, to learn. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to see, great to see him do well with that. And, you know, with as, as far as his cricket goes as well, it's a big season for him and prospect this year. He, um, it was his first year in in the first grade last year, and I think he, I mean, he started off the season by by Christmas. He was, I think, he was third on the, he was third on Adelaide's um, run scoring for the whole comp. So, look, if he has another good uh, season this year, then hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, you know, big bash and, and state cricket is uh, isn't too far off for him. So, yeah, we'll see see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and Max. We'll uh, we'll just tell we'll just tell the fans something very interesting about us two together. Um, a while back, yeah. you, know, you messaged me one Friday morning, going, "Hey Pat, I need someone on for a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a topic about the football. You're happy to jump on." So um, that was a great experience. I'll, I'll say that now; it's quite interesting. And um, it, uh, with Bringbank Live, and that was really cool. Yeah, you know, that's how we've kind of met through that trap. So can you tell me about that in that way? How, how did that come about with with starting that show? Is that just through friends, and you decided? this is what we're going to do or what was that, how that through? Yeah. So that was awesome. Um, yeah. Through Ralph Barber at making media. Um, that was another um, aspect of sort of the journey I've been on with journalism stuff. Um, yeah. And I was able to, um, through the Brimbank live initiative, um, I sort of got a little bit of training in radio and, um, and, and then producing a show and also being the host and, um, of the show. So, um, got that training and then, um, yeah, the Brimbank live came around. It was just one, one whole week where, uh, we had a few different shows and every day there was a show, uh, dedicated to Brimbank and, and the area in the West, West of Melbourne, um, the Brimbank area. So, um, 
that was awesome. And yeah, just had a week where I did um, the sports hour, as you know. Um, and yeah, so I interviewed a few different people um, during that week. And then, um, yeah, after that week was finished, I sort of wanted to continue because it was really good fun. And um, yeah, it just became a weekly thing. And all a few of the other shows as well from that Brimbank Live Week continued to happen um, on a weekly basis. So yeah, um, the sports hour was one of them. And um, yeah, got to, I was lucky enough to have you on Patrick each week and uh, sharing your knowledge and, um, you know, everything about all the different sports, mate, not just AFL, you're um, a wizard at everything. And, um, and yeah, that, that was awesome. That was, that was really good fun. Yes, it was. It was. It's the, uh, the difference now. You, I'm the one interviewing you this time. So that's, that's the difference there. Um, yeah. Peter, uh, Peter, we're just going to go on to your move to the Perth Scorchers. Now, I'm not a Melbourne Renegades fan. I'm a Melbourne Stars, but I still like you, mate. I, I think you're a gun cricketer. Now, why'd you go yeah. to Perth Scorchers? What was it about? Can you give me, can you give me some insight into it? Look, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for my time at the Renegades. They they picked me up from out of nowhere and, and they certainly didn't have to do that. It's not as if I was, um, you know, knocking knocking on the door. And, uh, and, and yeah, look, I, had, I, I guess I had a breakout season for the Renegades last, last year and, um, and my, my contract situation was I, I came on as a, as a replacement player. So those replacement player deals are one-season deals and, um, and so I was free to then you know, go, go wherever after, after last year. And, um, unfortunately the, the renegades couldn't, uh, couldn't, um, you know, shift around players or, or whatever that they had, they had problems freeing up a spot for me on their list. So look, when the, when the scorches come, come knocking, you, you sort of, you open the door, don't you? They're, they've been one of the best sides in the big bash for, for, uh, for the duration of the entire tournament for all 10 seasons of the tournament. So and what was the experience like at the Renegades being the replacement player, you know, seeing the likes of Aaron Finch and, and those types? What what was it like? Yeah, look, so so amazing. Those those guys are um legends of the game and it's really nice to be around, you know, the the, the Aaron Finches, the the Sean Marshes and an endless endless list of really high quality players. Um and yeah, I, I learned a lot about my game throughout throughout that whole process as well. Michael Klinger, the the coach, Simon Helmet. Andre Borovic, so many of those coaches and the support staff were, were really great for me as well. So, yeah, look, I um, had a great time at the Renegades. I'll always look back at my time really fondly at the Renegades. It was, you know, my my entry into professional cricket. And Max, did you break the big story when he was leaving or did you did you leave it to the other professional journalists? No, I didn't. I uh, I could have, but, um, yeah, I thought no, I, better, I better steer clear of that one. I'll leave it to... Um, to a few experts, um, Tom Morris. He, he, I think he he broke the story. He and um, a very good journalist, Tom. Um, Someone and- that you Max were playing. I remember this. We were playing a game of uh, of cricket um, in the MCC old boy old school boys competition, and Tom Morris was batting. Max was wicket keeping, and and they somehow got into a conversation about journalism. And I was speaking to Tom. He uh, he phoned me after he wrote that article um, about me going to the Scorchers and um, yeah and then Tom and I spoke about Max and yeah, uh, yeah. How, how he's how he's going and Tom's been following uh, following his progress in the in the media um, yeah and um, since that initial conversation about three years ago now yeah and yeah Tom has been um, another person that's um, 
helped along the way. Just, um, you know, a few nice phone calls. He's given up his time just to pass on a bit of advice. Yeah, so I might need to pop that question to him next time I speak to him uh, over over the phone or one of the others about that conversation yeah. between, behind the stumps. Uh, and, Max, for yourself, what was it like commentating a game of cricket? What's that like for yourself? What have you learned from that? It was a great experience. I, I loved it, firstly. But, um, yeah, commentating it was um, – Oh, it's oh, I, I I I loved it. It's it's sort of um I wasn't sure how I was going to go. Um, I was a bit unsure. I was like, you know, because I've never had done it. So, um, but obviously, just because I've played the game so much, played played heaps of games and followed it, and you know, I love watching cricket. Like, I, I remember probably like a few big bash seasons ago. I'd almost watch every game, like I'd be watching every night. And, yeah, I've just watched so much cricket over time. So just naturally you pick up, you know, all the different terms that that, that commentators use and, you know, you just get better and better in in, in speaking about the game. So um, just probably from watching so much cricket and playing cricket, that that, that helped me a lot um, when commentating. And, and, yeah, it's sort of... It, it almost it almost sort of came naturally. I didn't really, you know, you do a little bit of preparation, but I know um, Chris Dittmar, who who was um, at Triple M, and um, he he you know he he was saying sometimes like most games he just goes in with no nothing prepared. So it's different for every commentator, and some people prepare a lot, some don't. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And Peter, what would ha- how would you go if Max was interviewing you in in a game? How would you go? How would you go with that? <laughs> Interviewing me? <laughs> what, would I be mic'd up or something like that? <laughs> no, yeah, it would be a funny one. I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. But, you know, hopefully we're both playing together and, um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed playing with Max when, whenever we've gotten the chance to. Um, I still remember winning a, a premiership with him um, in the third grade at Sunshine Heights along with my dad and my two other brothers. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we get to play play with one another for a long time. I don't know how I'd go answering uh, questions from Max. Yeah, I think I'd struggle to play a role there as a commentator um, because I'm just so used to sort of playing with Peter and I'd probably be just barking something at him, trying, <laughs> to, trying to get the field changed or something. Um, you know, usually these days it's just, Come on, bowl well if if something's not going well. But usually, um, don't have to do too much of that. But um, yeah, I'd love to um, play play with Peter one day on 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 tally. That'd be sick. And in terms of yourself, Peter, do you do you think you could? I saw you played shield cricket as well, which was quite awesome as well. If in South Australia, do you think you could go the next step and and be having a baggy green around your neck anytime soon? Look, um, yeah, look, I've, I've always had aspirations to play red ball cricket. I, um, I, think, I think one of the learnings from my year last season was uh, I've got to improve my fitness so I, can, so I can consistently execute my skill over a long period of time. And if I, if I, know, if I improve my fitness, which I, which I have pretty significantly over this off season, I'm, I'm in a much better place to consistently repeat my skill over a long period of time. And I mean that that in itself is sort of at the heart of test cricket, you know, being able to repeat things for a long period of time. So um, at, a, at a high quality. So 
yeah, I'll um, look. I'll just see how the how how the tide flows. I guess I I um I'm I'm really enjoying my white ball cricket at the minute, and and I'll keep you know keep chasing the opportunities where they present themselves at the minute. That's that's in white ball cricket. So I'll keep uh keep going along that path. But we'll see what happens with red ball cricket in the future. It's certainly not something that's written off for me. And you know the elusive baggy green is something that I'll always I'll always aspire to um to receive. Yeah, yeah, and yourself, Max. When I can see, it's hear it in your voice. You're dreaming of playing big bash in the, in the type. Could we see that in the future for yourself? Oh, that'd be awesome um, if that if that if that that happens. And um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping um, you know to have a big season and um, see where it takes me. Um, that I'd love love to um, get a chance to play professional cricket, um, whether it's big bash, one day cricket, or or the long form. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. So I'm working hard trying to make that happen. That'd be good. Um, and seeing Peter do it, um, it's probably made me a bit more hungry to to try and follow him. So um, yeah, that that that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. And Peter, and for yourself, in terms of you know white ball spinners, who are the ones do you kind of watch and look at them and go, this is what I got to do? Do you look at like a Rashid Khan, for example, with his pace and dip? Yeah, no, he, he's someone who, you know, any any uh, aspirational white ball cricketer looks up to. Um, I'll give you another really obscure one. Um, well, not obscure because he's playing the IPL, so he's very well um, he's very well known, but uh, maybe not to a lot of a lot of us in Australia. His name's Ravi Bishnoi. He um he bowls right arm leg spin, but isn't a big turner of the ball and and sort of swings it in as I do. So he's uh he's also someone who who i um enjoy watching and you know I, I take away some learnings from from his bowling as well that's for sure just a little side note for me uh peter i was a leg spinner i was a tall leg spinner as well uh let's just wow, say uh, confirming from teammates and opponents um they can say that i uh, just look just a bit of the floaters about me so uh yeah right okay. it, was, it, it was stumpings or sixes for myself that's <laughs> uh, uh, good, Patrick. And Matt, could you see yourself one day, ho- hopefully, calling a game of cricket um, on the Fox Board stage? Is that something you're you're looking to go into the future with it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, that that I'd love that'd be awesome to do that. And I think to get to that level, um, you know, a lot of the, the people out there um, working in those jobs as, as commentators or journalists mainly commentators and um, and people in radio as well. You know, a lot of them are former players. So um, I know for me, it's it's sort of a, it's a win-win situation. If I'm doing well on the cricket field, it's probably going to help my journalism stuff as well. So, um, so I'm sort of, um, you know, working on both things as much as I can. And um, I know that if, if you're a former cricketer rather than um, sort of, you know, just just a, a cricketer that's just played local cricket. It's it's going to help your journalism. So um, so yeah, I'm um I'm working hard and and yeah, like Cameron Ling for example, he um he you know he's one of those former players that that has um that has made it in commentary now and on TV, um, and yeah, he, he's been another guy that I've sort of been able to speak to through through my school in Geelong Grammar, um. Yeah, I actually did a for my media project. I um, did a documentary on Caleb Sarong, and um, got to interview him because I wanted him to be a part of it because he was one of the coaches. And um, yeah, I got to know him through footy and 
Yeah, in terms of that, Max, Caleb Sarong, he's a very handy footballer for the Fremantle Dockers. What was that like, um, you know, interviewing him and that experience? Do you keep in touch with him now? Yeah, I do. And um, and I actually wrote, I've, I've sort of, because he's one of my mates, I played cricket and footy with him at school. So now, he, you know, he's playing for Frio and just got goal of the year, got rising star the year before. And the year before, he wasn't playing in the AFL because he was at school. Um, so, you know, he's doing things all the time. And, um, yeah, I, I've learned I've learned a fair bit off him in his draft year, the year he got drafted in term one. So up until March, January to March that year, he was bowling off the full run-up each week, bowling 20 overs in the heat. Um, and, you know, he used to, his knee used to get swollen after the game because he just had a, you know, a few, I don't know, little knee issues. And, um, but, and he was playing cricket. He wasn't even playing his sport, like footy. Mm. Um, And he was doing all that in his draft year. Like, you know, he had bigger and better things, you know, in, in one way. Um, But he still played cricket each and every week and, you know, put his heart to it and tried so hard you know, it's a good attitude to have and um, it's probably held him in good stead. And for you, Peter, what what, what was it like um, in terms of, you know, um, seeing uh, yourself now on the centre stage in terms of television and radio when the conversation's all about you, you know, what, what's that like? What, what's it like listening back to people speak about you? Is that what you sort of... Yeah, yeah. What, that's, what's that like, seeing yourself in the paper and the, and the radio and all that? Yeah, look, I mean, fortunately for me at this stage, it's it's all been fairly positive stuff. Um, I can probably yeah, it's it's all been it's all been really positive stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I guess it's been a joy reading, you know, what people have written about me. Um, a lot of stuff around sort of my rise from from third grade cricket to big bash and and that sort of thing. And and that yeah, that's been that's been you know really nice and and I'm I'm really glad to have read a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see, you know, through, at, at some point throughout everyone's career, I guess there's going to be a, um, you know, a little period of negativity or, or not negativity, sorry, but, um, but, you know, poor performance or whatever. And, and I guess, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how I feel about reading what people write about me, um, then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's hope it's all positive, Peter, because your career is going amazing and, Max, it's been awesome as well, you know, hearing your career as well. It's a great, great little uh, story on it. Finally, you know, boys, what's some advice you give to anyone right now? What, what's some advice you give? Oh, I'd say um, to do, what, do what you really – do what you love. Try to do your best and, um, and, and make the most of it um, and always have, a, you know, different options as well. Um, you know, keep trying different things and um, – and yeah, do what you enjoy, but obviously sometimes that's not that's not possible. So um, you know, find the next best option and um, and yeah, keep trying, never stop trying. Yeah, Patrick. I mean, I, I I always get a bit uncomfortable when people ask this question. It's you know, I I, I certainly feel like I've got so much to learn, and um, and it's always very very uh, uncomfortable for me to dish out advice. I feel like I've got no sort of uh, someone who, who can't dish out advice, but. Uh, look, it's similar sentiments to what Max said there. You know, be persistent, stick at it, do what you love, and and everything else will fall into place. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Well said there, Peter. Lovely work, you two. It was really uh, great chatting to you guys tonight. Uh, really, really awesome chat. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. And uh, I, I love the podcast. I've listened to a few of the um, other episodes and um, you do a great job. So um, keep it up and uh, thanks for having us on. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast with Peter and Max Hazard Cogley. It was a really interesting chat and it was a really cool description of how journalism and cricket mix together. Also hearing Peter's story, which is quite remarkable as well. So that's it for this episode of the Pay Talks podcast. Remember to check us out on our socials and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Simplecast. But for now, bye.